Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this marvelous Wednesday on Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Gregory Pappas, and I'm joined here with our resident expert of experts. Uh, <laughs> Good morning. Good evening. How are you? I, I've lost track, Jake. Oh, great. I've lost track of exactly how many titles you have. I've uh, I've been made aware over the last several months that you're you're you are a resident expert in half a dozen fields or so. Thank you. I mean, that's you I know, think what we have China, we have uh, finance. <laughs> uh, I've been called a lot. I kind of like so the. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the. Uh, what is your nickname? The uh, the Sheik or whatever. Oh, Afghan warlord. Afghan, Afghan warlord? warlord. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that one's a good one. one. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so everybody. Uh, so. Joe is traveling right now. Joe is uh, is doing some big things right now. Uh, Max is fine, in case you were wondering. Uh, he had to get a uh, an emergency dental procedure taken care of, but he is fine. Everybody is good. Uh, so you get to spend some time with uh, Afghan warlord and whatever you would call me. So today, uh, there's a lot of really interesting things happening. the The narrative is completely falling apart, and uh, what I'm really happy to see is that America is waking up. We're seeing in the election that just happened uh, with McAuliffe losing, the mainstream media trying their best not to call it and then being forced to concede, uh, which I found marvelously entertaining. Uh, but people are starting to get it. People are starting to wake up. Uh, with the vaccine, you know, they've been claiming – uh, with the military, you know, what, 98%, 99% of all the military, they've gotten the vaccine, they're towing the line. No, they're not. Uh, there's been some really uh, damning uh, information coming out about uh, Pfizer regarding to the vaccine. We're going to show you that today. Uh, the elections that are happening, the tide is turning. Uh, and in New York, of all places, uh, one of the lower circle of hells within the United States, um, so <laughs> I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep that, uh, that tagline going, but, uh, if we can, uh, go ahead, let's start this off. We can go ahead and put up cut one, uh, Mr. Producer, let's play this. Um, so a, uh, a tweet that came out, uh, talking about the election in Long Island, so Republicans won county executive comptroller races in Nassau County and won by 10 point or I'm sorry, uh, which is a blue leaning uh, bellwether that Biden won by 10 points in 2020. I don't actually believe that Joe Biden won by uh, 10 points in 2020. Uh, in fact, I don't believe he actually won at all. But uh, as you can see here in this tweet, I can't put into words the stunning turn of politics happening uh, in Long Island, Republicans are leading in all major races, county executive, district attorney, county clerk, county comptroller, uh, 
And in Suffolk County, the Republican challenger is leading in the key district attorney race. Um, so let's go ahead and put up number two, Mr. Producer. Let's keep rolling through this. So this is, um, oh, go ahead and take that down. That's wrong. Uh, go to number three. Um, so we've all uh, heard Mr. McAuliffe, uh, everyone's favorite uh, idiot. Um, and so this uh, was an entertaining thing that uh, Terry said. McAuliffe says, everybody clapped after he said parents shouldn't be involved uh, in the classroom. If you put up image number four, uh, after weeks of criticism and Republican lawmakers, uh, <laughs> candidate McAuliffe claimed that during a, uh, during a debate, he said that parents shouldn't tell schools what to teach their children and was met with applause. Uh, I really don't think so. I'm sorry. Uh, and what he, I'm not going to let parents come into school and actually uh, take books out and make their own decision. Jake, I'm sorry. Uh, this whole this whole idea is laughable. You can take that down, Mr. Producer. Um, you know, we've, we've seen now a number of a very upset with, uh, you know, school districts pushing critical race theory. A lot of this gender fluidity and uh, some of these books, they just had that, that one book that was talking, you know, it was uh, like, you know, an adult like having a, stra a, a strap, a strap on holders. <laughs> oh, please. Ah, no. <laughs> Did you, yeah, there's another a, one. They're, they're reading. Uh, re oh, yeah, it was terrible. Um, no, I think it's it's a wonderful how-to guide of what not to do and not, how not to run elections. I mean, you know, whether it's – I think the thing that uh, Virginia McAuliffe got leveled on was the whole uh, staged white supremacy uh, gig outside of the party bus where, you know, they're all traced back, you know, to his campaign. So I think I think they butchered it at that point. Uh but beyond that, you're looking at what's happening in Jersey. They're too close to call right now. But everything that's happening in Jersey, you know, Jersey's a rat hole. I mean, it's it's one of the worst states in the country um, in terms of corruption. And so it should be interesting to see how they see this out. But, you know, Murphy spent 18 months keeping people stuck indoors and destroying businesses. You and I met Ian Smith, and, and you know, Ian's kind of the – iconic business in, in New Jersey that, you know, they, they next to New York, New Jersey and California, they're probably three, you know, most destructive counties. And now, so on, on top of that, you had Virginia with uh, not only the white supremacy stunt, which turns to be a bunch of leftists, then you're also uh, dealing with uh, everything pertaining to the cover up of that transgender, I'm 99% sure that was in Jersey, right? Was the kid that prayed and raped on, uh, raped the, the girl that was in the bathroom in the high school, and then the school board covered it up. So, I mean, everything across the board, whether it's the the, ra uh, the race theory, the, the child's, you know, gender, attack of of everything pertaining to you know indoctrinating kids with you know confusion and and, and trying to confuse them as they're growing up every every box they've checked has finally you know they say actions have consequences and well so do elections elections have consequences 
and this is a perfect example of it. And you know, one of the the defenses is now, oh well, you know, when the right lost in 2020, the claim was that you know the machines were bad. You know, and now they're saying that you're going to hear nothing. It was never, you know, the machines weren't animated. <laughs> the machines, I think, enough heat by people like Joe and Mike and all these guys put enough heat and, and light on what was happening that the machines need an operator. They have back doors, they have weaknesses that allow for, you know, subversive activity to take place. But I think uh, the, the whole the whole data and, and, and information behind Virginia, it should be a great bellwether to what uh, as to what's to come and what happened in 2020. People didn't you're, you're trying to explain to the public that 11 months ago, Virginia elected an entity or elected an individual for president, you know, most popular election president in history. And then now the governor, the lieutenant governor and some other position was all clean sweep by Republicans in Virginia. So you're telling me 11 months ago, they were all in for Biden. And now all across the board on state office level or, you know, uh, county to state levels went all red it, it it doesn't add up to me but i think you know there there there's a a as you said a great awakening coming and that people have been uh shown the truth and then the bad actors are probably they probably realize that they're they're under the spotlight now and and, and such actions can't be as bold or forward as they were in 2020 that's my rant and sorry to interrupt, guys. I just do have to remind everybody that today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you like to hike or spend time outdoors, if you like to climb like I do, uh, Colorado's amazing for that. Uh, health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight, but with Air Medcare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, if you use promo code DAILY, that is D-A-I-L-Y, promo code DAILY, you will receive up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. You can do so at airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. So sorry to interrupt. Keep going, guys. You know, even if all these places were really in for Biden, which is absolute uh, BS anyways, uh, now, that, now that you see, you know, the, this political establishment really showing its true colors, I wouldn't be surprised if they all had shifted that far anyways. Um, but so I just sent you over the correct image too, but if we can play, uh, a one, if we could play the video, um, of Winston Sears. Uh, so go ahead and play that Mr. Producer. So I say to you, victory, victory indeed, but I, I say to you, there are some who want to divide us and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice. And here I am living proof.
in case you haven't noticed, I am black and I have been black all my life. So, I mean, what the mainstream media would like you to see, this woman could not possibly have have won just based on her on her views. You know, before uh, it was all about, uh, you know, this intersectionalist garbage where, you know, you get like a little point system. And if you're a woman, you get plus two, uh, you know, plus two marginalization points. And if you're black, you get like plus one and a half. And then if you're uh, black and transgender and I, I don't know if like a, an actual a biological woman or a uh, or a transgender woman gets more points. I'm not really sure at this point because I can't. Uh, it's kind of like common core math on on a bunch of meth. Uh, but that was the whole game, right? <laughs> you know, when uh, you had with with Hillary, when we had that that election, it was like the marginalization points were really skewed towards men and white. And not necessarily whiteness because she was white, but it was all the evil patriarchy. And uh, you know, and then we come into Biden. And then magically, somehow politics cured America of the patriarchy, uh, which was really interesting. And then, then the marginalization points got reshuffled again, uh, so we could have, uh, <laughs> so we could we could now toe the line in the new Biden America, which is uh, no longer plagued by white men, unless it's Biden uh, who claims that white men are still bad. Uh, and Trump is a true evil. Um, I will say but... that those Democrat, those Democrat operative white supremacists did did not really do their jobs to do. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe you know, maybe they did because they helped get all those people elected. But uh, they should probably seek new terms of employment or new forms of employment. Sure, they're not. They've got to be looking them. at a. Uh, yeah, they've got to be looking at. Uh, at like a stern talking to by their by their higher ups. Um, I mean, I now mean, you know you see rent whoever, things going well. That can't be good for them. Oh yeah, ever, but but here here's here's the insurance plan I think, and this is what has had me kind of down a rabbit hole recently. The insurance plan is that you know we just in New York alone, it's happening all across the country. But in New York alone, we've had like ten thousand first responders out of the city walk off the job. And that's not even including, uh, okay, one, 26% of fire stations shut down. And then you have something like 8,500 NYPD are walking off the force. Most of them are going to retire early. The, the, the NYPD was actually offering a few years ago, they were offering people an early cash settlement to retire rather than wait for retirement and take a pension. Like they were like offering them, uh, and so you're going to see a clean sweep across all of these uh, enforcement agencies. And then, again, they're running out of stories. They're running out of narratives. And, you know, that has started since spring of 2020, whether it was the pandemic, whether it was the riots that burnt down most of the country. And so all of it, Kyle Rittenhouse is the perfect example in that you have uh, the FBI covering up some some local guy was running a thermal drone. I don't, did you see that video? No. Okay, so there's Mr. Bruce. I don't know if you can find it in the in in the meantime or in the next few minutes. But there's a thermal. Someone was running a thermal drone up the avenue, 
and the FBI sat on and blocked footage from being released to the public. But in the jury, or when it when it was going to court, when it was in court this week, that evidence was shown to the jury to make their decision. The evidence, I mean, it shows you have on the ground footage and thermal drone footage, and it's showing Kyle walk probably 15, 15 blocks up one avenue, and his final destination is when he gets to the gas or the car the car lot and so from the geothermal footage or the 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 you know the infrared you can see everything fall apart their whole narrative fall apart that they that they moved uh you know he was acting in self-defense that there were there barrel flashes showing where who someone else was shooting at him it had always just been a a question that potentially someone had shot at him or he heard a noise and but so the fbi sat on all of that and that evidence in front of the jury you know is the kid's going to walk and so the insurance plan in all of this is that as they lose their case because it's all fraudulent all of it's been hyperbole and and fiction to divide as the woman who just won lieutenant uh governor uh just said you know it's all about division uh rittenhouse is going to walk and they're going to try to control the narrative and they're going to sh- try to show that, you know, here's they're going to twist it into some more specific instance of uh, Jacob Blake or George Floyd. When, you know, the, the media threw it everywhere and, and, and the cities across the country burned. So that's that's my concern is that they've run out their 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 snake oil. They've run out of snake oil and they have to go back to the drawing board and just double down because they're not going to, you know. They're not going to take no for an answer on any of this. They're, they're, I think their biggest, their biggest loss in all of this was the, the machine fraud or the machine weakness, whatever you want to call it, became such a mainstream story after they spent so long. And, you know, whether it's the hearings or, you know, it, it's, it's kangaroo court. I think people who would be operating on the back lines of things probably got spooked. You know, no one wants to, you know, you look at what happened in Racine, uh, Wisconsin, not too long ago, a few days ago. No one's going to step up, you know, never. No, no one's going to step out of the shadows into the, the spotlight of everything that's happening now and risk taking that because they thought it was the great crime then, you know, behind the scenes without any noise. And, you know, they thought they had it in the bag. So but now the state level elections right up right off the start. This is where, you know they should start sweating this virginia deal is a huge blow and if jersey comes through for for the other guy citarelli huge deal because that's right across the river from new york so yeah no 100 percent. and actually if we can put up uh since you mentioned that if we can put up uh image number six uh real quick mr producer um so another win mayor elect paul callahan uh, 66% of the vote. Uh, so congratulations, New Hampshire. You have taken a step in waking up. Um, and if you go ahead and put up image number seven, this makes me uh, tickled inside. Ilhan Omar humiliated as her radical push to defend police is rejected by voters. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> uh, Ilhan Omar uh which she's is ironic peach. given her slightly sordid background yeah peach is a good word for it she's a real peach. um 
Yeah, from Somalia. So this is someone who, uh, you know, I, I would imagine is fairly, uh, fairly well acquainted with what real chaos looks like. And when you don't have a, uh, you know, a, a police force and uh, individuals protecting the, uh, <laughs> the interests from criminals, uh, other than the criminals themselves. Uh, she has was pushing for quite a while, along with, uh, with uh, oh, what's that? A uh, wicked, wicked wench, uh, Pelosi, oh, Talib, and Talib. a few others. Oh. Talib, yeah, Rashida. no, Talib, yes, also Rashida. Uh, but a few, they were pushing that you know, police are evil. We saw for months and months that uh, you know, following George Floyd and all these things, that police are horrible, horrible humans, and they're inherently racist and fascist and yada yada, and they love to hurt black people and other minorities. And so we need to replace them all with, uh, with social workers uh, or public safety. We're going to have public safety now. And that, uh, after that was, uh, much to my, uh, enjoyment, a slurry of memes. Uh, if I can find the, one of my favorites, I'll send it over to you. Um, but you know, they think that we should get rid of cops, that cops are bad. Uh, and we've seen the fallout of this as, uh, not only some of the states and cities within the United, within our country have passed laws which limit uh, the police's ability to do their job, such as in Washington uh, or in some of these other cities where they've passed uh, things that effectively ended their qualified immunity. They've put the financial burden of any kind of lawsuits on them. Um, and so we've seen now a mass walk-off. Um, oh, sorry, my little nephew is opening a door repeatedly. Um, so we've seen a mass walk-off of police, and now furthered with the COVID uh, mandates. Gabe, come here. Please stop doing that. Um, now, fueled with the COVID mandates, we're seeing so many police walk off, and the crime rates have surged massively. We, we talked about this, I think, the last time uh, you and I did a show, Jake. Oh, my goodness. Um, you make kids but cry. Violent crime, uh, yeah, it's just it's part of my charm. Uh, violent crime has spiked. Uh, I mean, and the really bad ones like murder, rape, arson, uh, gang activity has seen a, a huge surge. Uh, there are there are really really huge uh, huge problems going on in our country right now, all over the country. Uh, Washington, they passed uh, a bunch of legislation which is really heinous, and basically it takes away the officer's ability to. Uh, interact with anyone if they do not have, uh, if they do not have, uh, I, I'm blanking on the term right now, it was I think reasonable suspicion they basically eliminated. So now what can happen is cops can show up. You can call the cops and say, hey, uh, this six foot two white guy who's wearing a clown suit and red sneakers and is smoking a, uh, you know, a camel cigarette, he just came in, broke my face stole my TV and insulted my wife. And he, they can show up two minutes later and this guy's standing in front of your house, like exact same description. And if he doesn't wish of his own accord to talk to them, they can't detain him. They can't really make any contact with him. And then they also took away their ability to use non-lethal rounds. Their use of force guidelines were entirely changed. So <clears throat> they've kind of been skewed towards, we can't touch anyone. And if we make contact, we either basically have to shoot him or we, you know, that's kind of it. So they can't, like anything, they, they judged it by caliber. So, you know, in uh, infinite wisdom, anything over uh, uh, like 
I think it was 50 caliber, like bean bags, pepper ball rounds. The, those are all now unusable. Um, so, so this so, all it, it all go goes ahead. back. It all goes back to the insurance policy idea, and that their story, their ability. You know, once you seize an election, your ability to maintain. You know, any in any historical example. You know, the USSR it got to a point where the propaganda, everyone knew the propaganda was fake, but everyone joked about it, you know, behind closed doors, you know, but just, you know, dealing, and that's, that's the point we're at now with, with the entire administration, policy moves, failures, all of it. So I think that they're setting it up for a purge-like structure of, of you know, a, a, a social experiment in that the people are going to be poised with two options one you know do we strangle them organically via uh, inflation shortages uh, joblessness and then you're also going to force it upon the other component of society people that want to do the right thing and then people that have no consequences or repercussions for their actions if they do the wrong things san francisco you don't have uh, any criminal charges on any theft under $950. Uh, violent crimes in New York, you pretty much have to shoot someone on Park Avenue in front of a cop to get arrested any longer. And uh, so, so it's going to be a combined, uh, it's going to be a combined effort of pushing the good and the bad into the streets in forms of desperation. Um, you know, the bad being in, incentivized to rob, loot, steal. Uh, I think they're going to do another dog whistle for uh, virtue signal crimes, like, you know, burning down all of Minneapolis or Portland, you know, having a bunch of white kids burn down black communities and then say, yay, we saved the country. Uh, and I think that's the trajectory they're bringing us on now. And I, I think the, the, you know, the staging is, is written house. And then on top of that, having half of the, you know, forces of, of FDNY, I mean, even just New York, with, as I said, with sanitation workers, there's just mountains of garbage everywhere. I mean, New York was always a trash heap, but it's uh, an extra large trash heap now. And so I think, I think by November, you're going to see the real, real consequences of all of this. You know, people will have just walked off, people will have retired. And then, you know, Greg, can, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. So let me, I, I gave someone else this uh, uh, parallel. Black Friday, Walmart, right? Or wherever, Best Buy. They have three huge TVs and they only have three for sale. What happens, what, what always ends up happening at the opening of the store, 4 a.m. on Black Friday? Oh, everyone runs over each other and there's basically a bloodbath. Right, and that's for a TV, right? So the whole idea of Americans having gotten to the point where their lives are so luxurious and comfortable that instead of fighting over, you know, dinner in the woods or wherever, wherever you're starting from, it's a TV. You're fighting over an 80 inch flat screen TV. Now what happens when you've become so isolated in your life that the other components of it, a stick of butter, things like that, when how do people react when now they can't eat and it's going to happen quickly 
in my take. I, I, I've, I've been, I was been in grocery stores kind of stock buying in the past two days and it's, it's bad. I mean, a third of the, something like a third in, from what I saw, it was a third of the store was pretty much empty. And then something like nationwide, 20% of all snacks, drinks, uh, and, and different categories, 20% is the average of what's not on, on the shelves. So perfect storm, you know, you, you strip down enforcement agencies, you've already have walked people off the mental health cliff over the past uh, two years and push them, press them, you know, take the criminals, incentivize them that no consequences for their actions, remove the people that are going to be doing anything with the criminals. And then now the rest of humanity starts to become desperate. China's already saying hoard food and China's already saying hoard food and don't expect uh, shortage issues to subside until 2025. You ask me, I mean, what do you think's happening? You ask me, I, I, I'd give you a different take as to what what other people will tell you, but what do you think is happening, Greg? Well, this is kind of a, an interesting scenario. I find it kind of ironic that China is telling us to hoard food uh, in and of itself. It should be a little bit of a red flag, but I mean, they're trying to starve the American people off. Uh, the way I see everything, they're artificially creating this absolute scarcity i mean and it's this it's going to be the same effect that your your black friday analogy was really good it's going to be the same effect when uh you know in the beginning of the shutdown they started uh they started pushing all these uh all these shortage you know clips on the news and repeating this message and for some reason they focused on toilet paper and then you watched everyone go out like little lemmings and they like why everyone decided that they were going to stock up on toilet paper is lost on me. Um, but, but everyone is, they're being conditioned to think that nothing's going to be there that, you know, while they're kind of uh, double speak uh, by the media and by Biden, they're being told everything's fine. It's all good. It's your fault. If anything's on the shelves, gas prices are good. Uh, inflation is really good. Um, but, Oh, uh, now everything's disappearing. I really think that they're just trying to scare everybody. I think there's a very real uh, aspect to it uh, because I, I think we are coming up onto a time where our systems of distribution and the availability of things that we've taken for granted are really coming uh, to a very precarious point. Um, but to be honest, I think they really, they want everyone to be afraid because they don't, they want to prevent people from taking that last step, which some of the things that we're seeing that we've talked about today and a few things that, that I'm going to show you um, in, a, in a couple of minutes, it, it just speaks to the fact that people are waking up and that people are realizing they're, they're seeing the matrix. Um, so I'm getting a little bit off of your question, uh, maybe, Jake, so I apologize. I, but, I, I, no, uh, I, I, I think it's preconditioning. I think, you know, if you if you start looking at how things have been unfolding, I think it's it's a world getting ready for a serious conflict of some sort, you know, uh, whether it's domestic, whether it's, it's, it's international. Uh, I, I think, I think the world is readying itself for something much more prolonged than they're letting the people know. And, 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 and maybe the message is, well, that, I think we're know, in a war and I think that war is about to pop off on the public side, if I'm being honest. Right. I think what's, scariest part for the average person is, you know, 
we're talking two years now. We're talking two years of, you know, I was trying to draw this comparison that for me, it seems like yesterday when it all started, but then it actually seems like a hundred years ago in those two years. Like I understand both perspectives, that of the person that, you know, is going to work at Starbucks in a Target, you know, and, um, and, and then I, I think they're preconditioning people. So it's death by a thousand pinpricks. We're, you know, we're getting to the point where they're on the 990th pinprick and, you know, when China starts talking about hoarding food, to me, to me, it's 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 indi- indicative of uh, international conflict and some war of some sort. And not to be surprised, I mean, you know, wars are a great way for the industrial complexes of the country to make their money, which are really all of the establishment people anyway. You know, you have the Cheneys and Bushes, Obamas. They all got filthy rich off of starting a war. Uh, you know, through on and through the back of a financial collapse in in 2000 and then, you know, 2001 and then everything, you know, moving after that. So it's it's a it's a big blank check. And I think that they're personally aimed to do that, whether it's it's the vaccine stuff, whether it's destroying society, shutting down society, destroying the family. I think and this is where I agree with Bobby and Bobby Python's approach on a lot of stuff is that. They can't let the people see where they robbed them, you know, and the, rob- the the theft has been so great that they need to have everyone in order for the new um, the new society they envision, uh, because ultimately and historically speaking, anytime the people have gotten to the point uh, where they, you know, realize that in in the masses, they realize that people were robbing them. I mean, how did it end for Louis the Thirteenth and Marie Antoinette, Greg? <laughs> that's uh they a lost their heads they just lost they <laughs> lost their heads and so so that is i think the most subversive aspect of what i see happening is the people that are believing it for face value and then you know the the watching the individuals pull this off more and more step by step by step because ultimately they can't do it all at once and it's you know it's like sneaking into your dad's like liquor cabinet as a kid and stealing, you know, something, you know, stealing the vodka and then replacing it. And then eventually the whole bottle's left with water, you know? And so sooner or later, someone's going to say, uh, this isn't, this isn't, you know, supposed to be, this isn't, you know, something happened here. And they're, they're walking the line incrementally without raising any, you know, red flags for the, masses the, the person that doesn't really care besides you know doing you know coming home and watching netflix and and, and liking stuff on instagram um but you know it's 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 very close to manifesting where they want it and i think we're either heading to a realization of that or they're going to walk the people into uh some kind of domestic to global incident well, I mean, I don't really think we can debate that we're coming up to a to an incident. Um, I mean, and you've you've been in some of these conversations. Everyone that we're uh, that we are talking to, 
and more word that I continue to get from people that I make contact with, they're all saying the same thing, that we are heading towards something very big and it's coming very quickly. You've had a lot of those predictions just regarding the, the you know, economic side of things, that we're approaching a cliff that we're not going to be able to, uh, to stop from running over in time. Uh, we're seeing all these supply chain things. We're seeing this massive push to continue to corner the American people. Um, and there, frankly, there's a lot of things going on with, uh, with some big powers in the world, with some of these, these conflicts and these, these things with China, uh, with other nations. There, there's still a lot of questions that I have about what's happening in the Middle East. Um, and then a lot of the, the moves that are happening by our own military right now. Um, and I actually, uh, well, I'll tell you, we, we got to get Josh on because I really want to talk with him about some of that stuff. Um, because I think that would be a really interesting conversation, and it's uh, a bit of a slant that we don't usually get. Um, but, Mr. Producer, did you get uh, the images the images I just sent over to you? Yes, sir. So go ahead and put up image number nine. Um, so I'm just going to read this out loud. Breaking researchers in peer-reviewed study call for immediate withdrawal of mRNA COVID vaccines for use in pregnancy, those breastfeeding, those of childbearing age, and children. So after reanalyzing a study performed by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, researchers, a peer-reviewed study called for the immediate withdrawal of mRNA COVID vaccines uh, for pregnant women, breastfeeding women, and those of childbearing age and children after their study reveals stunning results. 92% uh, of the women had a spontaneous miscarriage in the first 13 weeks. I'm going to say that one more time. If you're listening, I want you to listen to this number. Their shocking study reveals stunning results of pregnant mRNA vaccinated women. 92% of the women had a spontaneous miscarriage in the first 13 weeks, while 81.9% of women who received the mRNA COVID vaccine had a spontaneous miscarriage in the first 20 weeks. So you have 92% miscarrying in 13 weeks and then 82% in 20 weeks. Jake, can you tell me what that sounds like? It sounds like murder, but, you know, apparently they're talking about readying this for five to 11 year olds. And I think, well, you know, that's go ahead you know, and put we, up. Hey, good. Sounds point, like Jake. murder. Go ahead and put sounds up. like murder to me. It does sound like murder. Put up in image 10. Where's that study? Do you have the full report on that? I will. I, yeah, I'll give it to you. you um, actually, I, for everyone, I will the, post it. I will report. post it in the comments. Um, the study warns this is so this is really interesting, right? The conclusions of the Shimabukuro study that support the use of RNA vaccine in early pregnancy, now hastily incorporated into many international guidelines for vaccine use, ignores the horrors of thalidomide, a drug commonly taken by pregnant women in the 50s and 60s, which ended up causing severe birth, uh, birth defects. You can go ahead and take this down. Um, again, there is history behind this. The last time that Jake and I did a show a couple of Fridays ago, I went into some of the old stuff. Uh, because history bears repeating. Uh, the World Health Organization, the CDC, the Gates Foundation was complicit and was caught in spiking vaccines specifically designed to cause infertility. There has been research going on 
on this topic, specifically with vaccines going back to the 70s. And the studies, or the study that I put up, was from 1993. This is not a new thing. Okay, so this really upsets me. Go ahead and put up uh, put up number nine again. Uh, Mr. Producer, thank you. Uh, again, immediate withdrawal of RMNA, mRNA COVID vaccines. 92% of women had a spontaneous miscarriage. Are, I mean, go ahead and take it down. So I'm, here's my problem. There were mothers. There were people who were labeled anti-vaxxers, right? All for myself being one of them. There were, in fact, medical doctors, researchers. Uh, I believe there was someone from Pfizer or Moderna, one of the companies that came out as a whistleblower saying, hey, we have these issues. We're worried about some of these concerns with the vaccines. There has been a lot of talk about fertility. And not only now we have the blood clots, they've kind of admitted to the blood clots. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, kind of sort of it causes blood clots in like one in uh, one and a quarter of one bajillion humans. Um, but, you know, we're also going to start putting kids on uh, blood thinning medication. Uh, totally unrelated to that. Uh, how is it that we have mothers, people of the public, just looking at data, we've got the VAERS data, we've got the now the, uh, the data from Thomas Renz, uh, but there's been a massive amount of information coming out, a lot from the medical community saying, hey, it looks like there might be a problem with fertility. All these researchers are saying it seems to... Uh, Concentrate in the ovary tissues. There's a there's it seems a big risk to uh, to women being able to bear children. I've I've personally talked to someone who runs a fertility clinic for men, and th this is this is interesting. They literally said we were working with men who had raised their sperm counts by so and so, and they were doing well. They got their shot, came back and got tested zero, sperm count dropped to zero. So you know you can make the argument that's anecdotal. Uh, but again, here's the problem. All of this stuff is coming out and people are going, hey, I'm concerned about this. I don't want to take the shot. Maybe there's something we should look at. What about fertility? There's all these reports of people having miscarriages within so number of weeks before this study came out, before any of these studies. And mothers are saying, I had a miscarriage. And then you see all these social media posts of people going, oh, I had miscarried eight weeks after I got the shot. I guess it wasn't meant to be. But at least I'm vaccinated. Why are we picking up on that? And the entire time, the mainstream media, the Biden administration, the CDC, they're calling us all anti-vaxxers. We're all conspiracy theorists. We're all, you know, lunatics. And now all of a sudden we have a study that says 92% of women are miscarrying after getting, after getting the shot. Like, what, what is going on here? The, so the thalidomide, that, that was a huge deal back 70 years ago where they were giving this drug to women and then their babies were all being born without limbs. Or, I mean, with like these little, it was horrible. And these, these kids had, were, their lives were, were robbed from them and their parents. But there's a history. Why I bring up the, the stuff we talked about a few weeks ago, there is a history to this. Why do you trust these people? They've been caught how many times? Jake, you talked about the, the baby powder. There, there have been so, num so many products, so many cases, the Tuskegee. How many more pieces of history? Do you need to ignore before you realize maybe these people don't have our best interests at heart? Go ahead and put up image 11. Now, going back to what you mentioned. Huh. CDC panel unanimously recommends Pfizer COVID vaccine for kids 5 to 11. 
this just happened. They uh, made this recommendation this week. Go ahead and put up image 12. The CDC Advisory Committee on Tuesday unanimously recommended the Pfizer COVID vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky still has to give her final stamp of approval. Put up the next image, please. So, Dr. Rochelle Walensky excuse me, is expected to accept the recommendation by the agency's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. Once she signs off, expected as early as late Tuesday, vaccinations for young kids could begin immediately. Starting the week of November 8, the Kids Vaccination Program will be fully up and running, White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Zients said Monday. Parents will be able to schedule appointments at convenience sites they know and trust to get... Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. God bless you. It's, doesn't, that, doesn't that give you peace of mind, Jake, knowing that parents can now scatter their kids' vaccination nice and conveniently? It, it's, it's... I'm at a loss for words at how, how coincidental everything has unfolded in the last few. And I think that's where, you know, I think that's where actually uh, McAuliffe lost in Virginia. You know, I, I can't say that people were exactly motivated and and those mid northeast, you know, between the northeast and southeast, those states have kind of always just gone the way of blue recently. I think what brought attention to this was one Bannon and other people hammering these elections and, and really doing a lot of strong uh, groundwork. But ultimately, it's the kids in school that, you know, it's like Joe says, come for your kids. You know, you go after him, you go, but you go after his kids, then it's a whole nother ball game. And that, I think, is a direct example of if that's what they have in mind. Now, why do they have it in mind? Let's go along the scale of conspiracy. One, it's a Wall Street play. They got a bunch of vials of this stuff. They're making a bunch of money. They got a blank check from the federal government, which is really the taxpayer. So they just need to, you know sell my lemonade, you know, just got to sell out, sell out of everything. And so do they need, you know, or two, is it, is it, is it something more sinister? Um, and then when you start looking at the way everything else is going, it, I, 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 I would hedge on the side of sinister. Um, but it's, it's going to be what either brings about that, um, as Joe would say, kinetic, point or you know th that is where if if they really have sinister intentions that's where they know they're going to get a reaction and that's what's that's what's concerning me as you start you know heading heading to that point that now you know at what point do they say i mean enrollment college enrollment now is pretty much halved i mean i i pretty much live next to um wake forest university and it's 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 felt like Christmas break for two years now. Like it's there's just uh, everything's in like um, stuck in time. So when it starts to be a prerequisite to enroll kids in school to finish degrees to you know they they they've already trickled down, but now it's let's see let's let's see how we 
we started at the least extreme, the elderly. It's for your health, you're frail, you're, you're immune compromised, you should do this because we care about you. And if, if the people in the middle don't, it's because, you know, we, you don't care about grandma and you don't want to be a monster. So, and now, now is the most extreme. So they, they're very strategic and they're pushing recommendations and, and, and their approach to it. And so I think there are a lot of answers to come on the direction of things when they start dealing with this specifically this everything else is 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 really a sub issue to this in terms of what it, it stands to what direction it stands to take this country yeah and um man i just uh this is I'll... this is really really sinister can you so you're really good and so I know, I know we've kind of gone back and forth on the, the sinister aspect of it. Um, but I just, I can't see how this can be anything more than, I mean, they, they have to really want to kill us. How, how do you see within a few days, the CDC recommends this vaccine for five to 11 year olds. And then, oh, this study says absolutely don't give these mRNA things to kids or pregnant women. We're having all these miscarriages. How do you, how do you reconcile those things? What kind of evil people could possibly? Let's put it this way. This is the ultimate sinister you know, take on it. Now, imagine those three TVs in Walmart or wherever, Best Buy. Those are the only three TVs in the world. Now, what would people be willing to do when you start factoring in uh, TVs being resources, and TVs being land or purpose or access to life or liberty, things that technology over the past 20 years has staged us for complete collapse on. And now what would people be willing to do and how many people would be willing to figure out a way not to wait in line? So they get one of those TVs because they need one of those TVs and they need it now. They need it before everyone else needs it. And they have the means to do it before someone else who is in the, you know, the same uh, highway lane as them is, is trying to get to it. You know, so that that's my concern with, with their intent here is it's it's a in, in a historical context, you're going to look on it. And it was a means to ensure the way of life for the, the people that want power, the people that are in power. And that, I, to me, that's what's just so confusing that people don't want to accept that or believe that or they'll write it off as a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's been happening for millennia. And so all of a sudden now, via the power of technology, the very same thing that is making this take place now uh, it's because your neighbor wants you to be okay. Your neighbor cares about you. I mean, it's, it, it, it should be at face value to everyone, to the majority of people, but I, I, don't, I don't think it is. And you know, where it really hit home, there's a, there's a place, I, I'll actually go to Asheville, North Carolina, and there's, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Jaron and his whole live local thing. And, uh, Jaron Jackson and, 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 and this idea of secondary market uh, efficiency in that if you can establish a secondary market, you can cut out 
the slave masters, which is really what has happened now with a modern day surf manor system. And uh, this grower goes, uh, everything that is damaged and or expiring, or like, you know, pasta, thing, things, good food that's going to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, it ends up there. And it's like a dollar store. So I used to go there and I thought it was the greatest hidden treasure in, 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 in North Carolina because I could go get $1,500 worth of groceries for two, 300 bucks. And all throughout the start of the pandemic, I would, whenever I was in North Carolina, I'd do a run, spend a few hundred dollars and just stock up. And I went there yesterday or the day before and it was picked clean. It was completely picked clean. And I speaking to the cashier and I said, you know, you guys are really empty today. He says, yeah, no, he goes, I'm not sure if you're aware there's a national food shortage. So he goes on to say that uh, the grocery stores don't have food to throw out anymore. So the store that sells the grocery stores, you know, excess or damaged goods is out of food. And so I think that really shows you the point in which that the grocery stores don't have any waste anymore, you know, and it, 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 as an economist and as a person that has always just looked at things really like realistically and probably on a darker side, uh, it's not good. It's not good, Greg. It's not good. Well, and you know, on a, and it's everywhere. you know, I remember when I was in college, it is everywhere. I remember when I was in college, I knew people, uh, who would, they would feed themselves basically for free. They would go around to grocery stores and Aldi's and different places because they would always throw out things that were expired at, you know, whatever, at a certain time. And they would, they would always have plenty to eat because there was this excess. And I know, I mean, this is a one method that some, some homeless people actually employ too. Yeah, obviously there are places you can go that have charities and churches will give away food. Um, but you don't really see that anymore. Now, instead of the stel the shelves being stocked and they're constantly rotating and trying to get rid of the, uh, the not like they ever had some massive store anyways, because it was all kind of illusion to begin with. But now we can't even, in America, we can't even stock the food. We, we can't even fill our shelves. And, I mean, welcome, welcome to communism. We, there were we were making jokes about falling into what Venezuela was a year ago, uh, but I mean, yeah, look how dangerous that was, that and close was extreme. We are. Look at the inflation. That was extreme. Yeah, wasn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. And now, now look at us. Now look at our gas prices. Now look at our look at the inflation that's taking place. Look at the cost of some of these goods. I mean, how far so, away are we really? My friend uh, is from uh, New Jersey originally. He's in Pennsylvania. He's, yeah, he's in Pennsylvania now. We were talking last night about the election, and uh, he was getting his car serviced, and he, he moves around a lot for work. So he was you know, talking about getting everything done that he needs to get done, and the mechanic told him, he said, listen, what people don't understand in this country is that all of the basic, you know, we're talking about flat screen TVs, but, you know, no one thinks that a pepper grinder, you know, bottle Tabasco, you know, that, that's a given, that's gonna always be there. Now, all of the components of uh, vehicle maintenance, brake pads, uh, belts, timing chains, oil, oil filters, 
the mechanic told him, he said, what the country does not understand is that since the pandemic has started, all of those components have been being pulled from storage, as in all of those components of daily life, of, of daily transport and mobility were all surplus, as in they had been in stock and storage and holding somewhere. And come the beginning of January, nationwide, the country is not going to be able to access oil filters and belts and spark plugs, things that are all made overseas. And so when, when, when you're looking at it as a whole and say, well, they're running us out of food, they're pricing us out of gas, you know, they're, uh, the supply chains are completely destroyed. Now our cars can't move around. Those are all pretty much all components of society or a military machine. You know, you can't feed the troops. You can't move the troops. You can't, I mean, it's, it's at the point where I'd say I'm 99% that the intent is war here. And the worst part of it is if you want to fight someone, Greg, if I want to fight you, I would appreciate, or if you want to fight me, I appreciate you saying that you want to, and you set the time, we set the place, and we do it, all right? Same thing with going to war with someone, and that's not what happening. what's happening here. You know, Pearl Harbor was World War II, Pearl Harbor. Uh, direct actions, direct attacks, Revolutionary War, Civil War, you know, now... I'm I'm concerned people are going to wake up one day and they're going to they're going to be barefoot in a field, you know, living in a tent and saying, "So, I guess that was World War 3?" Uh, I don't know, but you know, it kind of feels like that now. So it's, it's people aren't even going to realize it happened by the time it happens. So get your oil changed. Well, yeah, Joe, I agree. Go get and your I think oil that changed, this, Joe. Uh... <laughs> um, I think this uh so I agree. I think this is war. I'm not even 99%. I'm, I'm at a full hundred, uh, you know, pedal to the floor. Um, but I think what people, what I really hope people understand, and I pray that I'm wrong, I really do, but I think that these this vaccine push, I mean, you know, the Gates family, uh, th these are known eugenicists. The the people who have been pushing this, a lot of the, uh, the individuals who have been our elected leaders, they are... Uh, avowed eugenicists and support avowed eugenicists like Margaret Sanger, uh, the you know, of Planned Parenthood, and people people shake their head and say that's ridiculous and you're racist and yada yada. You hate women. I mean, this is this is open history. Like th this is established. These are established facts. This fact, I really think this vaccine is it's clearly meant to 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 harm us. I think the the vaccine itself is an act of war. Um, Mr. Producer, if you could put up. Um, which image is it? Um, image number 14. So again, hmm, something we probably didn't need them to tell us. Researchers find recipients of Johnson Johnson vaccine three and a half times more likely than general population to develop rare deadly blood clotting condition in the brain. This is my shocked face, everybody. If you, if you can see my face for, uh, you on video for those on audio. I currently am wearing my shocked face. Put up image number 15. Here's a really interesting one. Indian television exposes how Pfizer bullies and blackmails countries for COVID shots. Desperate countries forced to make humiliating concessions. That sounds 
Sounds like a noble practice by a noble company, right, Jake? Can we put up image number yeah. 16? So I'm going to read you a bit of uh, more of this article. A popular uh, WION Gravitas, a popular primetime show in India. They discuss uh, news and current issues. They exposed in a recent episode how Pfizer bullies and blackmails countries for shots and took a hard line in the push for profit. A nonprofit organization called Public Citizen obtained a confidential unredacted Pfizer contract of some of its negotiations. The contracts show how Pfizer can stop countries from speaking about its contracts, block vaccine donations, unilaterally change delivery schedules, and demand public assets as collateral. Let's put up image 17. The contract offers a rare glimpse into the one into the power one pharmaceutical corporation has gained to silence governments, throttle supply, shift risk, and maximize profits in the worst public health crisis in a century, Public Citizen reported. You go ahead and take that down. So the one that really sticks out to me, or I guess two really stick out to me. So, I mean, change delivery schedules by their own whim. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a great business practice. Uh, we're very, uh, you know, that's not exactly in good faith, I would say. Um, but can silence governments from talking about its contracts and can require public assets as collateral? What does that sound like to you, Jake? Collateral on the contracts? Is that what it's saying? Collateral on the yes, contracts? For, yeah, say, yes, yes, on the contracts. I mean, I don't know what. You know, this is what's confusing to me, how a government can offer up collateral because ultimately it's democracy, or at least the United States, that collateral would be resources and land that's pretty much owned by the taxpayer. So that's interesting. That would be um, that would be a good way if you were, you know, private equity pool of a foreign adversary to uh, pretty much take over governments and then extort them contractually to say that you run your mouth you know the land is ours so yeah i mean it's a great way to force something into people that might kill them and then collateralize the land they're sitting on uh or living on in exchange for silence so i mean if i were fighting if i were you know intent on taking over a country or an enemy i would be pretty slithery way to do it but you know not well, bad. you know, Not this is uh, really, I think it's really, it's just a shade of the same color. Uh, we, This has been a, uh, in a little bit of a different uh, method, but uh, the big agro companies, uh, there, there have been a lot of, uh, a lot of really horrible stories from, from countries like India, um, uh, but all over the world where uh, these companies will come in and they push the GMO seeds and they get them hooked on the, the chemical fertilizers. Um, and they get them into these contracts and they essentially, these people can't afford the chemicals. They can't afford once they get into this cycle, they very quickly go bankrupt. Um, and then they come in and they own all the crops, they own everything. And this, this got a little bit of news attention in the, these methods that they were using a few years ago, because there was this massive rash of suicides of these farmers all over the world and I don't want to say ironically because it's really just horrendous, but uh, some of them, they were actually committing suicide by drinking 
the very chemicals that they were going bankrupt trying to uh, trying to pay for. They were drinking the the fertilizer, uh, the pesticides, to kill themselves after they'd lost well, absolutely everything. They did that here in the United States, where I'm from originally in New yeah, York. Yeah, they did. A, a pretty big dairy town uh, at one point, and so there were a few farmers still in the dairy business, and they had all probably around. We used to go look for uh, arrowheads in their fields. So probably, so I watched the evolution of this. Probably right around the crisis, actually, right around oh seven oh eight. Uh, all of a sudden, these farms they started just building up huge you know properties like new add-ons like huge additions these are two three hundred year old farms and all of a sudden have a massive you know synthetic frame tent out you know barn outside with all of the everything and one of the guys was more or less saying that he was so underwater or barely above water in that the government offered a lot of these guys you know really subsidized uh or, or loans to you know to subsidies to build these these extensions and ultimately they become the slave of of the government owning their owning their farm and i mean again all sticking in line with the communist takeover of the means of production yeah you go for everything you know you know what's one thing though that you start to wonder when it comes to these grocery shortages uh if you go on amazon fresh they're fully stocked amazon fresh has everything and so, again, going back to the food shortage thing, uh, not being, is it organic or is it not? Uh, not organic food, but is it organically taking place? Um, you know, Max put up a picture on his telegram of, of, of the candy he couldn't get. He couldn't get Chris, uh, Halloween candy, but he could get Christmas candy. Which, again, I think it's all part of the cultural psychology of this. It's not that it's not available. It's just of no value to not... You know, Christmas candy not being or not being available now, no one cares. So it's all it's all the emotional signaling behind it. And part of me wonders is, you know, the whole pandemic, people got used to having funny money sent to them and ordering everything online, right? They're living at home in Netflix. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're buying stuff off Facebook. They're buying stuff off Amazon. Everything's you know, in that futuristic pod, you know, you see in movies, you know, your apartment became your pod. Uh, so the one thing that wasn't banned, right, uh, during all the lockdowns was what, Greg? Grocery stores, right? You there? Uh -huh. Yeah. Grocery stores. So they, they didn't let you, you know, you were still allowed in grocery well, stores. Well, and liquor so stores. How do you... Liquor stores. Right. So, and, and try finding any, you know, quality alcohol now, good luck. So, but you have Drizzly or you have these delivery services that, you know, um, and so then you look at grocery stores and think, well, if that was the one market that they couldn't completely clamp down on, how do you get, how do you take it over? Right. How do you take over the most important component in which if you seize the food market in this country, what do you what kind of control do you have over the farmers if you're the only person the farmer can get a paycheck from you're either one going to sell them your farm at the end of the day eventually or two you're going to do everything they say because it's your only customer so now we have all these shortages but if you go on amazon fresh you can get whatever you want on amazon fresh and it's you know 
it's it's um, so are they saving the stock for those vendors and is it is it more again with this whole idea of a consolidation that everyone is going to be on the, the manor system so, you know one uh, one company run by one government and you either work for them or you don't and they drop funny money into your account every month so you buy whatever it is they have to sell you that's it that's the that's the whole it's a whole big picture here so yeah uh well so while we're on the topic because we're we're a little bit over um i want to play uh the trailer for the reawakening series uh real quick before we end it while we are uh, talking about this great awakening which i do i know in my heart is occurring um, so let's play the trailer uh, by the Thayers from Sparrow Pictures, uh, the reawakening docu-series. Go ahead, Mr. Producer, and play that. I called General Flynn. I said, General Flynn, I feel like God wants us to team up to do a reopen America tour, and we get people back to God. And he says, I know. I'm going, you know? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... Go, you know the, you know the thing. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. I believe America is supposed to be that shining city on the hill, the beacon of freedom. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You gotta make sure you cover your full face. These vaccines are zero liability. There's so much fake information. It's the David and Goliath thing. Their agenda is not God's agenda. Why will the churches not stand up? I'm trying to save America. I believe we're in the greatest revival in history. So everyone, uh, that was, for those on audio, that was a trailer of the Reawakening series, docu-series. Um, go to Reawakening series. Uh, we've met them a handful. They are uh, amazing Christians, uh, Matthew and Joy. Uh, they, they they own Sparrow Pictures. Uh, they also produce the Trump I Know. Um, if any of you have seen that, that's uh, that's who these people are. Um, so this is a, a must watch, I think, and uh, it's going to connect a lot of dots for some of you. Um, they're going to be speaking in the in the film about the Cabal agenda. Uh, so go to reawakeningseries.com. If you use promo code CD Charlie Delta twenty one CD twenty one, uh, you'll get ten percent off. And they've uh, they've hooked you up pretty well. Uh, if you use that, you're also going to uh, be entered to get two VIP tickets to uh, Clay Clark's upcoming events, to his reawakening tour. Uh, and you'll also uh, be entered into a drawing to meet General Flynn um, and some other speakers, which is a, a huge uh, a huge bonus. Um, if you haven't met General Flynn, he's an amazing man, uh, as I'm sure some of you already know. Uh, but he's a great patriot. Um, and all, all the, well, I guess I won't say all, but um, the, the people on this tour and the people involved in this film, a lot of the interviews, uh, these are extremely intelligent people who are, uh, are fighting for our country diligently. Uh, they are faith first, uh, and there's, there's going to be a lot of awesome information. So again, go to reawakeningseries.com and use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21. Uh, and while you're at it, uh, this show is also sponsored by MyPillow. Uh, we love Mike Lindell. I love Mike Lindell. I just actually ordered some slippers because it's that time of year. Uh, but all of his stuff is awesome. Uh, if you use promo code CD21, you'll get up to 66% off 
uh, of all of your orders. Um, so go to uh, MyPillow, uh, use promo code CD21, support Mike Lindell. The man has sacrificed so much, and he is absolutely, he is a bulldog uh, for the truth and for the American people. Uh, he is an amazing, amazing man. Uh, so CD21 uh, at MyPillow and get 66% off. Uh, but we're, we are a little bit over, so we're going to wrap it up. Jake, you have any final thoughts? I would say go get a, a, a turkey now. Everything's going to be out. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's, that's what we're heading. That's, they, they want to culturally seize the holidays everyone wants to head into now. And, and really bring it to the next level. So from what I've seen, and I mean, I, look, I heard you guys had a great time flying and getting stuck in Texas for 15 hours, right? 17 hours. It was 17 hours. Yeah. 17 hours. So actually, right. And then yeah, the, so the time before that in D.C. for overnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got stuck in D.C. overnight. Um, that was fun. And uh, that was for weather when there was literally no weather. Uh, so that's an interesting trend. Uh, but, yeah, we got stuck because American Airlines, uh, everyone was striking because of the vaccine mandate. Um, you know why? Because people are waking up because they're starting to realize that this is garbage. Uh, these people are trash. This agenda is evil and it's fake and people aren't putting up with it anymore. So I'm just going to leave everyone with this. Uh, we, we, we've showed you a, a number of things today where the elections aren't going the way the establishment would like. You're, you're seeing people uh, being chosen by the people who don't tow the, the line of America is evil. Our police are evil. Everyone is racist. Uh, the, the voice of the American people is still being heard, even above all of this corruption, above all of these lies, all of this deceit, all of this cheating. Um, so I, I think we are just on the brink of the tables turning and of people actually realizing how powerful they are. I think people have gotten that idea. We are so close. Um, and what you said about seizing uh, the holidays, we will be putting up our Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, come and take it. Uh, t-shirts um, since it is that time of year uh, because if they're going to take my uh, holiday if they're going to uh, try to take anything from me they're going to have to do it by force um, but that's all so God bless you all thank you for, for tuning in today uh, it's time for us to do the, the hard work and as Joe says step in the gap this is our country this is our life God is at the wheel uh, text freedom to 89517. If you like the podcast, you can sign up for our text alerts. We are on uh, Podbean. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, you can find us all over the place. We are on DLive, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, uh, and Audible as well. Uh, I know many of you are on Rumble. Um, and we are also on Telegram. Uh, you can find us at Conservative Daily. Uh, and if you do love the show and you know Joe Oldman, please go to GiveSendGo.com slash DefendJoeOldman and support his fight against Eric Coomer. Uh, he, like Mike Lindell and, and many of these great patriots, have given up a great deal. And he's a dear friend of mine. And he's fighting tooth and nail with everything that he has for you and for our country and for our children and their future. So with that, God bless you all. My name is Gregory Pappas. And I'm Jake Crabb. Have a good night.